What up? What up? We are live. What is up, YouTube? Good to see you guys. It's been a while since I've been live on my YouTube channel, and I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, so for all the guys who join us live, welcome, welcome, welcome. And if you don't make it live, then uh, sorry, man, you caught the replay. You didn't get to interact with me live. So uh, on today's video, I want to cover something really cool for you guys. What's up, Alfred? Uh, and in this video, obviously, you can see from the title, I, I'm, I called it the two-step formula to make any woman want you in conversation. Now, as you're coming on, I want to get a quick poll. How many of you guys are on the email list? All right, because it if you don't know, now you know, it goes down on the email list. Um, I'm pretty much active there almost every single day. We already got one like. What up, what up, guys? Um, so in this video, I'm going to teach you the two-step formula to literally make any woman want you. And the reason why I want to do this today is because I feel like too many guys overcomplicate what to say to girls to make them attracted to them. And being that if you don't already know who I am and if you don't already have this book, being that I literally wrote the book on attracting women, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl, uh, I, I feel definitely qualified to talk about this, especially if you've seen some of the clips that I've been posting on Instagram lately as well. Uh, Aditya, hey James, so glad to see you. I am on the email list. What up, dude, what up? You know, it really throws me off every time someone calls me James. Maybe it's like uh, you're calling me by my last name, but uh, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like you guys don't realize my name is Patrick, but it's Patrick, Patrick James. All right, so let's get right into it. Now, listen, every single conversation, again, I feel like a lot of guys overcomplicate this, and I feel like being that there's thousands of videos uploaded about this topic every single day uh, across the internet, um, it's easy for guys to not only get over overcomplicated, but get kind of lost in, in the mess of all the things that you should and shouldn't be doing. And so hopefully this two-step formula really um, helps you see uh, conversations from a different perspective. But the first thing I want you to understand is that a lot of, co of conversations, pretty much 99% of man-to-woman man conversations, especially in the context of dating, all have the same types of moments. For example, I have a quick list, right? The moment you introduce yourself to a girl, how many times have you met a girl and ended up actually telling her your name and vice versa? Well, that's a common moment to 99% of man to woman conversations, right? What are some other moments that are common? And as you guys are coming on, let me know, you know, this is an interactive conversation that we have going here, but you know, you got the moment you introduce yourself, the moment you shake your hand, the first awkward silence, the moment you break the touch barrier, the second awkward silence, um, the moment you ask for her number, the moment she finishes typing her number into your phone, the moment that she tests you for the first time, the moment you like lock eyes with her for the first time, the moment you hold extended eye contact with her, the moment you invite her back to your place, the moment she pulls away, I could go on and on for days. But here's the thing, man. Why do I, why am I able to name these moments and you're able to relate to those or at least picture yourself in a situation that's similar to that? Because these are moments that are common to most of your conversations that you're going to have while you're out on dates, talking to women, trying to get women on dates with you, and more importantly, trying to attract women. But I call these, if you are, if you're on the email list, you know this, but I call these hinge moments. Hinge moments, not like the dating app Hinge, which is all about developing relationships and whatnot, but I call it hinge moments because like a hinge, like a door, these are the moments of conversation that literally are common to most conversations as we've established. But depending on how you treat these common moments, it can literally alter 
the course of your direction of how this conversation goes like a hinge. Does that make sense why I call it a hinge moment? So literally one little slight shift into what most guys would do in that situation or what mo what she expects most guys to say in that common situation, a slight shift in what you do can make all the difference between her actually wanting to see you on a second date or not, her being attracted to you or not, or worse, her writing you off completely and you going off into the friend zone and fading off into the distance like the sea of mediocre men out there, um, that's the difference is how do you treat these common moments, these hinge, these hinge moments. And so the two-step formula, like I said, this is very, very simple. Once you start to really um, not only understand what a hinge moment is and, and how common they are to most of your conversations and interactions, but more importantly, when you start to be able to recognize these moments, the first step is to understand and recognize these hinge moments in your conversation. So as you're on here, some of the guys who are already on here, leave a comment right now. So Josh Hainsworth said, the moment uh, you make her laugh. What up, Josh? What up, Odwa? I'm talking to the guys on Instagram if you're on YouTube. Um, but yeah, what's up, guys? Um, as you're coming on, you know, let me know some of these moments that you've struggled with in the past. Or maybe if you thought of a moment while I was naming some of those, um, let's put those out there. Because the more of these moments that we can understand and recognize, the better equipped we'll be going into further conversations or future conversations with women. All right. So these hinge moments, the two-step formula, very simple. And here's the thing. In this video, yes, I'm going to give you the two-step formula, but I'm trying a new thing. All right. I'm trying a new thing. I'm going to give it to you right away. And then I'm going to give you two bonus secrets, if you don't mind. So the two-step formula, first step is understand and recognize what a hinge moment is and that they're common to most pretty much every conversation you're going to have, whether it's a first date, second date, maybe you've been hanging out with this girl for a while. And more importantly, that most men completely fuck up these moments. Here's why. They fuck up these moments because they go in winging it. They go in thinking that they're uh, just going to figure out what to say, or they don't really realize the power of these moments and they go into these unprepared. And if you do that, then you're likely going to have these moments work against you. Here's why. Because let's take the moment that you meet her, the moment you introduce yourself, for example. Did you know that 99 or 96.5%, if you look at the research about this, um, so some of the social experiments that have been done, if a guy starts off introducing himself just by saying, hey, I'm, and then whatever your name is, like 99% of men are going to do, what is he most likely to follow up with in that conversation? Especially if you just approach this girl, for example. All right, let me let me ask you that. What do you think a guy's naturally inclined to say next after he introduces himself to her and says, hey, I'm Patrick or hey, I'm Josh. And then she says, hey, I'm Becky. And then you're like, well, what do I say next? Right. Every guy feels that way in that moment. And unfortunately, most guys are going to follow up with Hey, what do you do? Where are you from? What's your major? What brings you here tonight? Can I buy you a drink? Blowjob? Blowjob? Right? You're just very approval seeking. I, I joke about the last one, but you're literally approval seeking. But more importantly, you are doing what every other guy would do in that situation. And so in psychology, there's a term that's literally called pattern interrupt. And you know, it's what a lot of good videos on YouTube have is just what is something that can snap you out of the haze of just mindlessly scrolling through YouTube or through Instagram. Um, it's going to interrupt your pattern of mindlessly scrolling and stop you in your tracks and get your full attention. All right. This is something that people in business, marketing, sales, um, YouTube creators, we think about the pattern interrupt quite a bit, but in your conversations, think about it the same because the pattern interrupt more than a tool is an actual concept that can either work for you or against you. Because if you're not interrupting women's patterns while you're talking to them by sparking that tension, by understanding that these hinge moments are the perfect moment for you to interrupt her pattern, because that's the moment she's expecting you to go one direction, just like every other guy, 
then you realize that interrupting your pattern in that moment is literally the best time. So if you think about what to say and you think about the timing of when you say it, these hinge moments are perfect for that. So the first step is understanding hinge moments and recognizing the power that they have for interrupting a girl's pattern and getting her full focus on you. Once her full focus is on you, once you're just not another random guy who approached her and is randomly talking to her and she's already bored out of her fucking mind, then you can move on to the second step in the two-step formula to make any woman want you, which is go back and resort to a proven set of words that you know will spark sexual tension, sexual attraction in the moment, all right? That is the moment that you have to spark the chase in your direction. And how do you do that? Well, obviously, there's a lot of different ways to do this. There's obviously a whole book about attracting women, but more importantly, it's what do you say in the moment? So, so many guys are at a loss of words for what to say. So if you can just really focus on how do I create tension? How do I interrupt her pattern right here in this moment during this hinge moment where whatever I say or don't say in this moment could completely alter the, the course of this conversation? That's the winning formula there. And like I said, it's a lot simpler, but most guys are going to overcomplicate it. Most guys are going to go out and they're going to be constantly psyching themselves out out of what to say. They're going to be at a loss of words. They're going to hit the awkward silence and their face is going to turn flush red because they don't understand that this moment is very crucial. And if you go into it unprepared, then you're planning to fail. Like what is that old phrase? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. Which brings me to the second bonus thing that I want to talk about in this video, which is how to flip the script and get her chasing you in that exact moment. Um, so I want to tell you a quick story, uh, literally about the last girl who friends owned me. And I say the last girl who friends owned me because if you have been into improving your ability to attract women, if you have been following raw dating advice for a little bit, um, then you probably realize that when you start to actually go about dating women and flirting with women in the right ways, it's very hard for women to friend zone you because a lot of times guys get stuck in that gray area uh, between friends and dating, right? If you, I, I guarantee most of the men watching this or hearing this right now can relate to that. Um, I know the last girl who friend zoned me, it wasn't even like, I want to be friends with you. Stop hitting on me. It was we flirt back and forth every now and then, but then she pulls away and I get confused. And then I wonder what to say. And I mean, just ask you this. Have you ever wondered a lot about like uh, a certain girl? Maybe it was a specific thing she said or a specific moment that you guys had speaking of moments, right? Um, have you ever found yourself obsessing about this when you're not with her? And maybe you're like laying in your bed at night, you're losing sleep. You're wondering what you did wrong, what you could have done different, why she's pulling away, if she still likes you or not. A lot of guys do this. A lot of guys paint these mental movies in their heads. And this girl definitely caused me to do that way back in the day before I got in the game. So the last time I got friends on was by this girl. And it was in that weird gray area between just friends and we're kind of dating. We flirt with each other. We go on dates, but we never get physical with each other. Right. And so with that girl, I remember I had planned this big ass romantic date. Um, it was, it was one of my birthdays way back, um, in my early twenties, I just turned 30, uh, in 2020. So I'm going to turn 31. Holy shit. It is. I'm going to turn 31 in like three months. I just realized that that's kind of depressing. All right. Um, or very exciting. Um, so this girl, I was literally, we, we, I bought us tickets to like this, uh, Royals, Kansas city Royals baseball game on my birthday to go on a double date with her and her friend and me and my friend. And then afterwards we were going to go back to my buddy's place. We were going to cook them dinner, which we did. Um, and then, uh, you know, this was the type of girl that I probably also bought flowers for at one point in time and set those flowers to work. Either way, that romantic shit, the over planning, the working so hard to get her approval by trying to do the romance and trying to get guilt her into liking me 
That's what I was doing. That was my strategy for success. And obviously, if you've been following raw dating advice, you know that's not a good strategy for consistently attract women, uh, attracting women, trying to guilt women into liking you by being romantic, by sending flowers to her work, by confessing feelings. Point blank does not work. If it worked, you wouldn't be here watching this video right now, would you? Right. So uh, the point is that doesn't work. And so if that's your strategy to flip the script and get her chasing you, it's just not going to work. At the time, I remember we ended that date after this big extravagant night that I had planned. Um, I literally was walking her to her car and it was that part of the night where we've all experienced it. You're walking out from where, what if, if you're in a house or in a party or in a bar, you're walking her out to the car and you're in the driveway. Maybe the stars are out at night and it's kind of silent because the night's about to come to an end. But movies show us that, oh shit, we got to get the first kiss during this time and we got to end the night on a on a positive note right and so every guy is trying to do that but in that moment what do you think i said in that one specific moment the moment that we've all likely experienced one of those common hinge moments like we already talked about i literally said oh the weather is really a, really nice out tonight um yeah i literally started talking about the weather and Let's just say it didn't work out in my favor. I went nuts over this girl. This was like the girl who inspired me to get in the game because it was the moment that I became both desperate and inspired to improve my ability to attract women. Um, and, and, and I say inspired and desperate because Tony Robbins, uh, classic uh, personal development guru, he always says um, that people only change in one of two ways through inspiration, through desperation, or both. And I can promise you right now, if you're looking up dating advice on Instagram or YouTube, if you have any of my courses, if you're subscribed to this channel, then there's probably already been a moment in your life where you hit that all-time low, where you had that moment of realization, that light bulb moment like, hey, I need some help with this because my current strategy isn't working right now. So you understand what I mean when I say you're both inspired and desperate to change. Literally, that's the only way that anybody will ever change because if someone's completely content, if someone's completely happy, if they're not willing to step outside of their comfort zone, if they don't have a strong why for stepping outside of their comfort zone, they're never gonna do it. And here's the thing, and, and the whole reason why I tell this story is because what you say in conversation, what you do to make women want you, what you do to spark that chase, the momentum of it in your direction is going to be uncomfortable for a lot of guys. It's going to be outside of your friend zone. I'm going to ask you to do things that you've probably never done before. And more importantly, do things that you feel like aren't the nice thing to do, aren't the romantic thing to do. But I'm telling you, if you can momentarily suspend that fear of stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing something that's not inside of the box that you've always lived, then I promise you that's the only way you're going to get results that you've never gotten before is by willing to take that leap, take that step. And so what you need to understand is obviously the first step is understanding the what a hinge moment is, being able to recognize what those moments are. And more importantly, keeping an eye on this in the future so you can always self-correct and, and even moving forward thinking, well, what could I have said in that moment that where I know I fucked up? Like the story I just told you, I know for a fact I fucked up in retrospect. Hindsight is always 2020. But at the moment, I just knew I had nothing better to say other than talking about the weather. Maybe I didn't know that it was like not the best topic of conversation, um, which is a whole other side note. But um, I want to give you 
uh, basically the three triggers of conversation that's not only compelling and engaging, but chemically addictive, right? Because the reason why you've in the past maybe felt like there was a girl that was consuming your every thought. You lost sleep at night wondering about this girl or if you messed up or how you could get her back or planning out this future uh, scenario where you do this big, bold, romantic gesture. You go for the kiss. You give her the hug. You confess your feelings. And here's the thing. If you've already done that, you know it doesn't work. If you haven't, let me save you a lot of time and heartache. It does not work. Those are not good strategies for success. Most of the men who get into dating advice, it's because they hit one of those all-time low moments. And I would say about 80% of the guys I talk to, which you can only imagine, we just hit 29,000 subscribers on YouTube. I talk to guys within my business who are considering coaching, who are getting coaching, who buy my book and email me. Most of these guys had a very similar um, starting point that got them into game. Their low moment had to do with them making one of those major Hollywood rom-com mistakes that simply don't work. Yet, Hollywood has trained you to do this. And, and that's a whole other side note too, but why is it that Hollywood has trained you to do this? Well, you know, long story short, monetarily, they're motivated to do it because Valentine's Day is one of the biggest days of the year um, as far as business goes. Um, I think in 2020, the statistic I saw, uh, more money was spent on one day, Valentine's Day, by men than all of the quarterly revenue uh, for one quarter of Amazon, the biggest company in the world, right? So in 90 days uh, of what Amazon makes, men spent that in one day on Valentine's Day, right? So you can imagine the monetary motivation to uh, really keep you bought into the, the romantic uh, storyline that romance and confessing your feelings works when it really doesn't. Because again, you're not using your own skills, your own game to actually get this girl interested in you in conversation. You're using the, an external object to guilt her into liking you. And it's a completely different thing. It doesn't work. So here are the three triggers of chemically addictive conversation, the type of conversation that's going to get her wondering and obsessing about you, right? So the first signpost, and these are more just signposts. And again, these are all just things more than anything, hopefully from this live stream, I can help you uh, basically just have more perspective in the moment. That way you can self-correct in the moment when you're in conversation with these girls. Because at the end of the day, um, I can tell you what to say. I can tell you what to do. I can tell you when to say it. But if you're if you're unwilling to actually just kind of keep these things in mind and actually just self-correct in the future, um, then your results are capped, right? So a lot of this stuff we're covering, these are kind of just paradigm shifts for you to make in these conversations. So the first kind of trigger that I want you to really keep an eye on in your future conversations is what am I saying during this hinge moment? Does it one, get her chasing my approval, right? Because here's the thing, we talk about the concept of chasing who's chasing who. And from my experience, just from my humble opinion uh, of seeing a lot, literally thousands of guys go through the similar process and only, and also my own firsthand experience, either you're chasing women or they are chasing you, right? When I was getting friend zoned a lot from the, the girl I told you before. And before that I got friend zoned by pretty much every girl I liked. Um, I would always almost sense like there was a moment where we were both into each other and maybe we're, we're kind of just like jockeying for who has the upper hand in this, in this dynamic, in this interaction. And if, if, uh, she's attracted to me for whatever reason, and maybe there's a little bit of a flirty vibe, a lot of us can get a little bit of interest from women. Um, maybe just 
organically as we're going about our day, even if you don't have good game. But the guys who have good game, what separates you is being able to keep it to where she's slightly uh, a little bit chasing your approval more than you're chasing her approval, right? You're a little bit less sold on her than she's sold on you, right? One person is always chasing the other. And so that's why you got to keep in mind what you say during a hinge moment really comes down to the first criteria, which is does what you're saying right now get her chasing your approval? Or does it somehow imply that you are the buyer in this interaction? What do I mean by that? If you went to um, uh, get a, an Audi or a Tesla today and you went to the, the car dealership or I think Teslas have like stores and malls. They don't even have a car dealership, but you went car shopping, you went to the dealership and you're like, I want an Audi. And the guy's like, okay, well tell me about what you want. And you're like, okay, well that one looks nice. Show me that one. Or how about this one? How does that compare to that one? Right? What you're doing is you're asking all these questions that imply I'm the buyer in this interaction. I already know that what kind of car I want. Now I want to explore my options. And so that's really what I mean by having uh, the frame of the buyer in this interaction. And so what you say should frame you as the buyer. Second criteria, there's three of these triggers. Second, um, how you flip the script is what you say needs to raise your perceived value in her eyes. It needs to raise your perceived value in her eyes. Why do I say perceived value? I say that because perceived value is different to everybody. That's literally the definition of perceived. It's my perception of your value in this moment. When you have to use romance or Hollywood tactics to try to guilt women into liking you, what does that say about your perceived value as a man? How, what, how does her val your value in her eyes uh, get affected by that, right? If you can't trust on your own um, you know, your own game, if you will, uh, to get this girl interested in you, then what you're saying is I need things outside of myself to increase my perceived value. And if that's the frame that you're coming from, who's the buyer in that interaction? Who's chasing who in that interaction? And who is the more valuable uh, asset in that interaction, right? So uh, when I, I almost like struggle, not struggle, but hesitate to use words like value and buyer because um, I don't want you to have the another the other misconception that you know it takes money to get girls it doesn't necessarily take money to get girls i was getting girls when i was dead broke right after i dropped out of dental school to become a dating coach for several years before anybody knew who patrick james was before i had any youtube channel before i had 107 proven ways to get the girl in book format um i was a guy who was living off of leftover student loan money until i could get this thing uh working and get some clients right obviously i came through that but for a long time i was getting the same results student loan money, without student loan money, dead broke, trying to make a business work, having a thriving business, and now having a really fulfilling relationship with a woman who I met you doing exactly what I teach on my channel. And so um, that's why I say, uh, I, I hesitate to say, say words like buyer in the interaction and value because value is really subjective, right? It's, it's all subjective. For example, <clears throat> if you were in the market for headphones, right? And you were like, okay, I want to buy some headphones. And these Bose no noise canceling headphones seem really legit. They seem really cool, but I'm not quite sure if they're for me. Well, here's the thing. If I told you, well, these Bose headphones, they are $200. You want to give me money right now? $200, right? More likely, more than, more than, more often than not, you're going to be like, eh, do I have $200? Do I think it's worth $200? Eh, I don't know. I'm not sure, right? And you're not quite sold. But 
if I told you, hey, normally these these headphones, they're $500 um, and they're sold out pretty much everywhere. But if you buy this last pair of headphones today, what I can do is I can get you a significant discount for just 200 and get these for just $200. Now your perceived value in the moment is holy shit. I'm getting a pair of $200 headphones for uh, $300 less than everybody else. As soon as I added that little um, point for you to compare and contrast to, um, now the perceived value of these became way more appealing to you in the moment. And so not only do you want to get her chasing you, AKA framing yourself as the buyer in an interaction, but more importantly, also at the same time, raising your perceived value in her eyes. And so there's a there's a handful of ways to do this, but if you can kind of keep that as a, as a gauge in your conversations, uh, especially during those hinge moments, that's going to help you out. And then the last thing, this one's the most crucial, right? What you say in the moment needs to fly under the radar. It needs to fly under the radar. There's two reasons for this. The first one is good game is not flashy, right? Despite what you've seen out of all the, the infield footage that used to be posted on YouTube and no longer is posted on YouTube because YouTube banned all infield footage. If you, if you look at a lot of that stuff, it, it's really flashy. It's really over the top. But you might go out and you're like, well, shit, I don't have good game because I, I didn't pick her up and spin her around and pull a three-way makeout and then pull home this threesome at 2 a.m. in the morning. Like if, you, if you're comparing and, and contrasting yourself to someone's highlight reel, then obviously you're not going to – you're going to be disappointed with your – average consistent results, right? And when I'm talking about improving your ability to attract women, I'm talking about the average. I'm talking about pretty much every conversation you go into, you can consistently get that result. It's not every day you're going to be having a highlight reel of three-way makeouts and shit. That's just not realistic, right? Especially for the mo the average guy consuming this type of information, the average guy looking to improve his dating life, the average guy starting from scratch, all right. So it has to fly under the radar because if it's the more subtle, the better. If it's too obvious, if it feels like a pickup line to you, then it probably does to her too. And more importantly, if it feels like it's too obvious uh, in the moment and it does to her too, then you're not actually leaving her the room to wonder about you later on. You take out the mystery from this interaction. You take out the, the mystery of are you into her or not? Because the moment it feels like uh, it's over the top, the moment it's kind of to try hard. That's where everything you've done up to this point to try to raise your perceived value to frame yourself as a person who she's chasing the person in the power position in this interaction in this relationship. If it doesn't fly under the radar and it's too obvious, it's too over the top, it's too try hard. It's basically the same thing as buying flowers and sending it to her work and confessing your feelings to her. You're, you're using this thing. That's clearly, um, uh, you're basically using something that, uh, tells her exactly what your intentions are. You wouldn't have said that thing to her that was way over the top had you not been interested. And now she knows the end of the, the game, right? She knows you're interested, right? So here's the thing. They call it seduction because seduction, there's a difference between forcing someone and, and getting them to want to do it. There's a difference between coercion and uh, subtly kind of just compelling them to come your way, right? It's a good, it's, it's one thing for me to tell you something. It's another thing for you to conclude it. And so if you can kind of keep these three triggers of emotionally addictive conversation, conversation that has her wondering about you later on, that way she's actually trying to win you over over time. It really comes down to those three things. How good are you in those hinge moments? And in those hinge moments, are you saying, 
saying the right words to get her chasing your approval, raise your perceived value in her eyes, and also words that fly under the radar. Which brings me to the last and final thing. The one thing that I feel like has always been uh, something that has really been my claim to fame as a dating coach over the last few years is I've always had an ace up my sleeve, which is kind of ironic. I literally have a spade tattooed on, on my sleeve. I used to play a lot of poker and I got this as my first tattoo when I went to Vegas um, a couple of years ago. But uh, it, it is a nice little reminder. I didn't have this purpose in, or this intention when I got the tattoo. But now that I have the tattoo, uh, it's kind of a reminder to always have a backup plan, always have an ace up your sleeve. So, uh, you know, one of the most life-changing pieces of uh, pieces of advice that I've ever received, the piece of advice that's probably responsible for you even knowing who Patrick James Raw Dating Advice is and even being willing to or able to watch me on Instagram or YouTube live right now is this one piece of advice. Um, and it was right before I dropped out of dental school. I had gone to a little workshop um, from this guy who I looked up to as a mentor, as someone who I wanted advice from, not just not really in game necessarily, but for business. This is the person who encouraged me to drop out of dental school and pursue my dream of becoming the world's number one dating coach. And we're well on our way there. And so what this person told me was, you know, I basically was like, I want to do this thing. I want to launch my book. I want to be a dating coach. I want to have a YouTube channel, but I'm in dental school. I have tests pretty much every single day. I'm always studying. I have to be in class. And I feel like I have can either choose sleep, school, or building this business. I can choose two of the three. And what I was choosing was uh, school and build a business, which meant I wasn't sleeping at all. And so I was kind of at that breakout, that, that, um, burnout point where it was my like my make or break moment and they told me something very interesting they said you must always protect the downside right first off they said you can't climb two ropes at the same time right if you climb two ropes at the same time it's like confucius say the man who chases two rabbits catches none you can't be a dentist and be a dating coach at the same time you have to choose one make that your purpose and go all into it and so at the time my purpose was you know getting into school but also uh getting into dental school prior to getting in there but more importantly improving my game if you're watching this and you're someone who's interest interested in improving your conversations right now one of your main purposes in life right now should be doing everything you can to take action to improve your game one percent every single day. When I was improving my game, the only reason I got, got it to the point where it is now, where essentially about nine years later, 10 years later, almost I'm, I literally have 29,000 subscribers on YouTube. I've sold thousands and thousands of copies of my book. And I have an entire email list of loyal and rabid people who are craving my advice, right? The only reason that happened is because I, I wasn't dabbling, right? I was I was all in. This was my purpose. I wanted to not make women my purpose, not a specific girl, but me improving myself and my ability to attract women in conversations for me. When I made that subtle shift and when I took on that mindset, now taking action was just like, it was, a, it was a side benefit. It was a given. It was automatic. I didn't have to try to take action. I was pulled to take action, right? right? It's kind of like seduction or uh, like the event example I gave, it's better to conclude than to be told by someone on your own, right? For me, I didn't, I didn't have to force myself to take action, to improve my game, to seek out the slight edge in every opportunity I could to have the leg up on my competition. And really more importantly, just understanding what to do and what not to do, right? I was driven, 
right? And right now, if you're not getting the results that you want, either you have the wrong strategy for success, the strategy that some of the strategy, strategies we've already talked about in this live stream, or two, you're a dabbler, right? You're not fully driven. You're kind of just half in, half out, right? And, and that's cool. I mean, that's there's more power to you if you kind of just want a few tips here and there. But if you're serious about improving this area of your life, you can't be a dabbler. You can't be half in and half out. This isn't the hokey pokey, all right? You got to be all in and you got to make your purpose improving your game for you, not for Becky, not for Susan, not for Janice, right? For you. Okay. So that means when you approach a girl, you don't approach the girl to get her approval. You approach the girl because you wanted to approach her and see how, uh, see if she was someone that you wanted to bring into your life. It's a subtle mindset shift, but really at the, on the out, from the outside looking in looks exactly the same, but what makes all the difference is right here between your two fingers, the intention going in to the actions that you take. All right. And so if you can take that mentality, that's really going to do you the best. Right. And so when I talk about an ace up my sleeve, um, uh, the basically what it was for relating it back to the conversations, he said, you can't climb two ropes at the same time. But he also said, you must protect the downside. All right. Richard Branson says this in his book, um, Screw It, Let's Do It, uh, is, by the way, great read. He's a very entertaining writer and he uses huge font, which is kind of why I like it because it's very easy to read the whole book. But he always says one of the things that he's always done really well is protecting the downside. If he went into a risky deal or a situation or a business venture, he always knew what was the worst case scenario. If this doesn't work out, what's the worst case scenario? And if that worst case scenario was something he could live with, if it was something he could protect the downside or find uh, kind of a fail safe just in case the worst case does happen, then you're good to go. And you're actually minimizing your risk going into future interactions, future deals, et cetera, et cetera. So the way that I've always protected the downside, not only in, in dating by being super committed and, and fully focused and really trying to improve my results and my skills in dating, the one thing that helped me protect the downside is I've always known exactly what to say. I've kind of always been a person who's um, sought out patterns in conversation. A lot of the patterns that we've talked about, it really comes down to the hinge moments. And then I started paying attention to what did I say in those in that moment in the past that worked? And what did I say in the past in that moment that completely fucked me up, that really screwed up my results like a hinge. It made me not even on this girl's radar. Right. And so the way you protect the downside is having a proven set of words or lines or routines or something you can always fall back on. Should the moment come to it? Why do I say this? Because here's the thing. There will come a time where you too meet a once in a lifetime type of woman in your life. I don't know how, and I don't know when maybe it's your celebrity crush, or maybe it's a girl who checks all your boxes. She's your perfect 10 in that moment. Do you really want to left be left up to your own devices? Do you want to really leave that conversation up to chance? Or do you want to have a proven set of words that you know for a fact will get you a consistent and predictable result, a result that you've gotten many times before in the past, right? That's how you protect the downside. That's how you always have an ace up your sleeve, right? And so ever since then, I've always, ever since that moment where I dropped out of dental school and I realized, shit, if I drop out of dental school and I become a dating coach and I try to make it work, worst case, if it doesn't work, I can always just go back to dental school. I don't want to go to dental school, but I could always just go back to dental school should I have to, right? But I was determined to never go back. In fact, they called me up a year later and asked if I wanted to come back. They held my spot for the following year. And I said, you know what? I'm good, right? To me, I never want to look back and I never want to be moving backwards in life. And right now, 
if you're um, at a moment in your life where you know you want to improve your game with women, you know you want to have attractive conversations with women, and more importantly, improve your ability to do so, and uh, you've had those moments in the past where you've completely fucked up the conversation, or you know that something uh, could have worked out in your favor had you only said something different in the moment, or if you had known something to say in the moment, then the way you protect the downside right now is making sure that moving forward, you are never at a loss of words in those crucial, pivotal hinge moments ever again. All right. So if you're on the email list and you're watching this video right now, then you know that for the last week, we've been launching this new program to raw dating advice called words that make her want you. And if you're watching this live, go to the link in my bio on Instagram or on the description of this video, you can actually check out all the information uh, about words that make her want you and if it's right for you or not. Right. But if you're a email list. Um, since we're live, I figure right now, since we've kind of already um, been talking about conversations and literally today is the last day for you to join us inside of words that make her want you. Uh, I want to be able to answer any of the questions that you guys have. If you've already been considering this, this course of this program, um, but more importantly, inside of words that make her want you, if you have not heard about it yet, what you'll receive, and again, I encourage you to click the link in the description and check out the, the page right there because that's going to give you way more specific details than I can give you just kind of uh, paraphrasing what it is right here. But basically, it's ninety. There, there's, there's about five different aspects to it. The first aspect is the scripts. What do you say in the moment? I've got 93 pages of 40 plus scripts for every common hinge moment that I've encountered in my entire dating life and that I've seen other guys encounter too. And I figured out exactly what to say. These are time tested line scripts and routines for those moments. So what do you say? The words that make her want you in those hinge moments? That's the first thing you're going to get. The second thing you're going to get is the Casanova conversations, right? So um, the, what inspired me to create this is basically... I had seen uh, Neil Strauss, author of the book, The Game. I don't have The Game on my on my desk right now, but um, if you've ever read The Game, if you've ever heard of it, Neil Strauss, he's one of the original uh, pickup artists from the early, early 2000s. And he only found out about pickup artistry or just ability to improve your ability to attract women um, because he was a Rolling Stones writer and he wanted to write an article about this. Well, anyways, he got super good at this. And back in the day, they would have like go-to scripts and routines. And this man was on national television, late night television with Jimmy Kimmel. And the first guest that night was Jessica Alba, the Jessica Alba, right? How many of you guys have actually seen this clip that I'm talking about? Um, and in that moment, uh, Jessica Alba did her little interview, did her segment. The second guest to come out is Neil Strauss and he's obviously promoting his book, right? And so because he's like this guy who wrote a book about picking up women, Jimmy Kimmel instantly goes, yo, why don't you try out one of your top pickup lines on Jessica Alba, right? Now, how many of you guys, if you were in that moment and someone challenged you to try to pick up Jessica Alba, how many of you would have actually done well in that moment? Well, in that moment, if you've seen the clip, if you already know what happened here, Jessica Alba started qualifying herself, started selling herself. And more importantly, the chase was sparked in his direction subconsciously because of one little routine that he had memorized beforehand and something that he fell back onto when the moment called for it. And so Casanova conversations, you're not going to get one, you're not going to get two, but you're going to get 10 of my go-to powerful routines for that moment where you need something to work. Right. And that's why I say use these with caution and they're separate from just the scripts themselves. These are a dedicated video series. You're going to get all 10 of those 
as part of Words of Maker Want You. The third thing you're going to get is silent seduction secrets because nonverbal communication also plays a role. Um, the fourth thing you're going to get is bulletproof buyer frame. We talked about the buyer frame and how do you have a bulletproof buyer frame? Well, there's 19 uh, paradigms to having a bulletproof buyer frame and really putting it into action with women. That's the other thing you're going to get. And then the fifth thing you're going to get is the seductive small talk blueprint. Like I said, every moment, every conversation, uh, especially between men and women, has those specific moments that are pretty much common to most of those interactions. Um, about about 98% of them, I would say, have all those same common hinge moments. Well, what you don't also know, what a lot of men don't know, is that most of those conversations also follow the same exact structure, the same exact conversation blueprint. And so the seductive small talk blueprint is me kind of just taking everything else in words that make her want you and putting it into one cohesive blueprint for you to actually take action with um, going forward. And then there's a couple of other bonuses that you can read about on that page as well. Again, the link is in the description. Highly recommend checking it out, especially because today is the last day. Um, and I'm only announcing this on YouTube because uh, if you're not on the email list, then obviously you get less time to get inside while the doors are still open. So let's answer a couple questions for the guys who um, either are on the live stream and are have already been considering it, but are still on the fence. Or if you're on the email list and you've still been on the fence, um, let's address some of those common questions uh, right now. All right. So the first question that, uh, that we've been getting is, you know, what if I'm bad at memorizing things? Like, do I really have to memorize 93 pages of 40 plus scripts? Absolutely not. Right. Um, and, and here's, here's what I go to go back to. Yes. You're going to have to memorize them. Obviously you got to read it. So if you can read, you can actually figure out what to say. Um, but, uh, I always relate it back to, um, when I was in middle school, you know, I used to sit in front of my computer, my parents' computer for like hours and hours and hours on end after school. And I would play like the most popular songs on this thing that used to be called Yahoo Music. So I'd play like 50 Cent in the club. I'd play Lose Yourself by Eminem. And I'd play all these, all of my favorite rap songs. And I would, I would repeat them over and over and over again. And I would try to memorize every single word of the rap song. And then I'd be with my friends. And I felt like it was like the cool thing if I could impress them with all the words that I knew. Well, here's the thing memorizing lyrics to a song, just like sometimes you maybe have heard a song and you find yourself singing along to it right away, or maybe you've heard it once and then it gets stuck in your head. It's kind of the same thing here. My parents, my mom used to always go, Patrick, well, if you can memorize songs that well, why can't you memorize, uh, you know, your schoolwork? Why can't you memorize geography that well? Well, the answer is very fucking simple because I'm bored as fuck by geography because schoolwork bored me. You know, how many things did I actually learn in school that prepared me for what I do today? The, the thing that I'm doing right now, what did I do in school that actually pre prepared me for this? I would say the one relevant class to this is probably public speaking, which I took in college, which I got to see in, right? So obviously school, that's a whole other conversation if that's a scam or if, it, if it's right for everybody or not. But schoolwork bored me. That's why I didn't fucking memorize it. But if I could hear a song that really interests me that I was interested in, um, it would get stuck in my head and I would try to memorize all the lyrics. These scripts and lines and routines are the exact same thing, right? Kind of like when you get that same script uh, stuck in your, or the same song stuck in your head, these scripts are the same, right? It's going to be, it, because you're interested in this and because these are emotionally relevant to you and because it's probably something that's going to interrupt your pattern. It's probably something different than what you're currently doing. Um, then you're, it's going to be easy for you to memorize this. And in fact, I venture to guess that these will be so easy for you to memorize 
that uh, you'll almost think in the moment that you came up with it. You'll forget that you read it in the program. I know I've done that with like business shit and stuff. I'm like, I'm a genius. And then I'm like, oh shit, I heard that business golden nugget from that book I was listening to yesterday, right? So it'll be so easy for you to actually uh, memorize these and actually work them into your conversations that it's almost gonna feel like you came up with them in the moment. And that's by design. Like I said, all these scripts have the three criteria where they're designed to get her chasing you uh, in conversation. They frame you as the buyer. They're uh, designed to raise your perceived value in her eyes more importantly, they fly under the radar. And that's exactly why they're so easy to memorize. And then lastly, you know, talking about moments, you already kind of start starting to understand what hinge moments are. But um, if you've ever felt like, um, you know, sometimes, you know, just like the songs get stuck in your head, um, or maybe sometimes you feel in the mood to listen to a certain song, you kind of intuitively feel when the right time to use some of these scripts are. And so uh, I, I'm not worried that you're going to have trouble, trouble memorizing or implementing any of these into your conversations just naturally, um, which is kind of cool. It's like uh, in the description, I said, what if you have a skip button to make women want you in conversation? Well, this is literally the skip button is knowing what to say in the moment um, with no guesswork, no trial and error. And these are already proven lines and routines. So the next common question we get is do scripts actually work? Now we've talked about this a little bit, but um, one example is, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, or if you've ever had like a, a phone job, a phone sales job or any job that involved you being in like customer service or retail or anything like that, you'll know that all these major companies, all these big sales uh, call centers, they all have scripts for on the phone. Now, why is that? You know, the Wolf of Wall Street himself, the man who made billions of dollars, uh, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars um, over the phone closing people for money over the phone. He had a script. He makes every single person on his team use a script. Every single salesperson that he trains use a script. In fact, I was listening to his audiobook. I think it was like the, the straight line sales, uh, some system or like the way of the wolf, I think is the name of his audiobook. Um, it's literally a whole book about how he makes his scripts. Right. And so if you're thinking if scripts work or with if, or if they don't work one, I would highly encourage you to, uh, quite, you know, just look at, the matrix for a second, if you will, and realize that scripts are literally everywhere in our world. And why is that? Because they're the only way to get consistent and predictable results time over time, especially in the way um, that we're talking about in dating, because so many of these conversations are so common to pretty much every girl you'll meet or girls that you'll be trying to go on dates with that you are literally at a disadvantage if you don't have this script in your back pocket to bust out when the time calls for it, or if you need it. Right. And so scripts definitely work. Um, but more importantly, there's a really cool video. It's about a 30 second clip of me using one of these words that make her want you scripts um, at my last boot camp with a girl who was there as a wing woman. Um, and, and literally, she had no idea what the exercise we we're going to do was. She didn't know the context. In fact, this was the second day I had ever met her because she was a friend of the other wing girl who I basically invited. Um, and so literally, I use it in, in that clip. You'll see exactly how she reacts. And so if you click the page in the description um, and you watch that 30 second clip, you'll see for yourself exactly how powerful some of this stuff is. Um, the next common question we get is, you know, what about nonverbal communication? You know, isn't that important too? Um, well, I already kind of told you that one of the modules, one of the five parts of Words and Maker Want You is called Silent Seduction Secrets. And yes, nonverbal communication is very important, right? Um, there's another uh, classic example that you probably aren't even thinking of that is 
stand-up comedians, right? Um, if you ever listen to Joe Rogan's podcast or something like that, stand-up comedian has the number one podcast in the world. He always talks about the process of being a stand-up comic and really the process of coming up with their 60-minute um basically Netflix special or 60 minute um, show that they put on and do tours of around the nation. Well, anytime they put 60 minutes together of jokes, they have to relentlessly test every aspect of that 60 minutes. And so these are scripted jokes that they are practicing three to four nights a week every single week for an entire year before it's finally ready for the Netflix special. Now, why is that? Why are they testing the, the tonality here, changing the punchline, moving it over here? They're testing every little thing until it's perfect. But when it's perfect, when it's proven to get laughs, that's when it's ready for the special and they're presenting and showing up as their best, most funny self. Well, it's the same concept here, right? When you learn the words that make her want you, obviously knowing what to say is half the battle. Knowing how to say it is the other half the battle. But with all the examples I give you, and I even detail exactly how to do it, you practice it in the mirror a couple times, you're going to get it down. When you go out into the real world, when you go out into the real world, you actually apply these to your conversations. Uh, more than likely, the first time you use these, you're going to get a different, if not a better result than you've ever gotten before. The best thing that can happen to you is if you get a different result, right? Even if it's not the best, I would say super, super, super fast success is almost going to work against you because you're going to get a big ego. But if you get a different result, that's just enough to make you realize that, hey, maybe there is um, some better strategies from what I was doing before. Because that's that's what happened when I really first started going out and applying this stuff for myself was I didn't get the best result right off the bat, but I got a different result. And that different result was something I could now build on over time. And so it's only going to take, take two or three times of maybe you tweaking your tonality here, um, changing the, not even changing the punchline like a joke, because these, these scripts are tested. But you'll find the right tonality. You'll find the right middle, middle ground, especially when you do what I tell you in silent seduction secrets, all right? So nonverbal communication obviously is important, but as you can see, words that make her want you is more than just a few lines, routines, and scripts designed to make women want you. It's an entire system where I've broken down my conversations and how to have attractive conversations into five components. Um, the other question is, how quickly will I get start seeing results from this? Again, this is a skip button, right? You, you could spend nine years like I have trying to test and tweak these scripts until they're perfect, or you could just learn what to say and, and get the scripts right now and go out as soon as tonight and start applying them, right? And so here's one thing I can say. Um, the more that I've grown as a, as, a, as a dating coach, as a man, as an entrepreneur, as a YouTuber, as a creator, um, one thing that you are going to realize, um, especially if you're young, is that people who achieve at really high levels in life, they value one thing more than anything. I don't care what your goal is or what your purpose in life is. If you achieve at high levels, you value one thing more than anything, and that is your time. Because time is literally the one thing that money cannot get more of, right? Prove me wrong. Change my mind on that. You won't be able to, right? So, if you're someone who wants to improve your conversations with women, to me, this is a no brainer because you could either spend the, the next nine years trying to figure out scripts like this, trying to get some level of success, but you'll never actually have these words that are proven to make her want you that are unique to me and me alone, especially um, when all the other guys on raw dating advice are equipped with these. 
Um, you could try to do this on your own, or you could shave nine years off the learning curve, get what to say, um, and press the skip button right now. All you got to do is press the skip button. And that skip button is in the link in the description. Um, last question. Uh, is this a one-time investment? Yes. You're not going to get charged again. If you buy words that make or want you, if you invest, um, you're going to get instant access to everything. And, and that's it. Very straightforward, exactly how I like it. Um, and like I said, find out all the details, all the information, on the page, on the link below in the description, or if you're on Instagram, go to the link in my bio. Um, that said, hopefully you got some value out of this. And more importantly, hopefully this um, video gave you more perspective on how to approach your future conversations moving forward. And even if you don't join Words That Make or Want You, um, start paying attention to these hinge moments for yourself. Um, and more importantly, start kind of paying attention to what works and what doesn't work for you in the moment. Um, because what you're going to find is that uh, more often than not, if you can stick to what we've talked about in this video, you're going to be uh, light years beyond all the guys who are going into these moments unprepared or just trying to wing it. I promise you that. So that said, I'm going to get out of here, guys. Hopefully you got some value out of this. Leave a comment. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the Raw Dating Advice family. And I will see you in the next video. Oh, by the way. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but we've been really grinding on my podcast. That's on my second channel that we started that where we talk about everything that's beyond dating advice. Um, really, uh, I put that on a second channel so that way we can keep this channel unique to dating advice. But, um, that said, we're going to start up the raw dating advice podcast. Again, we did like four episodes when I first set up this studio. Um, but the studio, I'll be honest, we built this for the podcast on the second channel because I wanted to start that podcast. It's been a dream of mine for two years and I figured in 2020, I might as well fucking do it. So I did it. Uh, but with raw dating advice, we're going to get back into, if you've liked the last two or three videos, I, I know a lot of guys have been really loving the last three videos we uploaded a couple weeks ago. Um, we're going to start doing one of those videos every single Monday. And then on Wednesdays, um, we're going to do a raw dating advice podcast. So episode five, which we haven't done in a uh, four in a while. Episode five is coming next Wednesday. And on Monday, we're going to have another video. So subscribe, get excited for the new schedule, but also Check out the other the other channel on the podcast, and, and uh, I think you guys will like that too. So that said, join Words That Make or Want You if you're interested in that. The page is in the link in the description. Today's the last day to join, especially if you're catching the replay on YouTube or Instagram, and I will see you guys on the other side. Peace out. All right, Instagram.